Here come the party crashers. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Turn Limits Movement for the week of September 28th, 2020. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Donald Trump and Joe Biden aren't the only candidates you'll find on the presidential ballot in November. The Green Party and the Libertarian Party are both fielding candidates in 2020. Who are they? And where do they stand on term limits? In today's episode, we'll find out. This week, we received a signed presidential pledge from Joe Jorgensen, the presidential candidate from the Libertarian Party. In it, Jorgensen pledged that I, Joe Jorgensen, as candidate for president of the United States, pledged to support congressional passage and state ratification of an amendment to the U.S. Constitution that would set term limits on service in the U.S. Senate and U.S. House, as there are term limits on the president, as enacted by the 22nd Amendment. Later in this episode, you'll hear from her running mate, Spike Cohen. Naturally, we received this, smiles all around. We reached out to Howie Hawkins, the presidential candidate of the Green Party, and sent him a copy of the pledge. Yeah, his campaign informed us he supports term limits on Congress and on the Supreme Court, too. Does this matter? I mean, polls suggest that neither a Libertarian or a Green are going to be the next president, so who cares? Well, it does matter. These parties are very different from each other in their viewpoints, but they both represent real Americans pursuing ideas and policies that they feel entrenched incumbent parties won't touch. Well, in that sense, they represent a good portion of nonpartisan America that feel like self-interested politicians are setting the course for the country. And although we all have different ideas of what that course should be, we all recognize that change of any kind requires rotation in office and competitive elections. The automatic re-election of incumbents means that effective representation, much less change, is not even possible under the system. So is it any surprise then that both the Libertarians and the Greens support term limits? Green Party candidate Howard Hawkins is a trade unionist and environmental activist from New York who was a co-founder of the Green Party of the United States. You've heard of the Green New Deal? Well, Howie's been pushing it since 2010. We spoke to Howie last week about his campaign and, of course, about term limits. Hello, Howie Hawkins. That's me. Thank you very much for taking this call and chatting with me for a little bit. Before we talk about term limits, you know, the focus of this podcast, please tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, why you're running, and why they should vote for you. Sure. I'm a retired teamster. I'm 67 years old. I live in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. I've been active in movements for civil rights, peace, unions, the environment since the 1960s. And I'm running because a lot of Greens asked me to, and we framed the campaign around three life-or-death issues. The climate meltdown, and I was the first mm-hmm. candidate in this country to run for a Green New Deal, and our plan would get us to 100% clean energy and zero to negative carbon emissions by 2030. And then the second life-or-death issue is growing inequality. Working-class life expectancies are in decline in this country, so we have an economic bill of rights to end poverty including a job guarantee, an income guarantee, Medicare for all. And finally, we got a new nuclear arms race. The bullets in the atomic scientist says their doomsday clock the closest it's ever been to midnight. So we have peace initiatives, cutting back on military spending, getting out of these endless wars, pledging no first use of nuclear weapons, and then going to the nuclear powers and saying, none of us can win a nuclear war. Let's get rid of all of them. And then finally, we got the COVID pandemic, which was added on and this is the two governing parties are presiding over a failed state. We have 4% of the world's population, 25% of the deaths. We need a contact trace and 
isolate program to suppress community spread so people go back to work in the school safely. So those are some of the key issues. I understand that you are a co-founder of the Green Party. Yes, I was there at the first meeting we had to nationally to organize the Green Party in August 1984. If listeners want to find out more about your campaign, where would they go? HowieHawkins.us. Okay. Now, along with yourself, um, Green presidential candidates like Jill Stein and Ralph Nader uh, were advocates of congressional term limits. What is it about term limits that appeal to Green Party members? Well, we think that you get entrenched political people in there, and then they become more uh, interested in their political careers than serving the people. And right. they get installed by vested interests, special interests. So we need to uh, bring new people in periodically so they don't get entrenched and take care of themselves instead of the rest of us. Mm-hmm. The election rules are basically written by incumbents to protect them from challengers. And that's why it's so hard to move and create any change in, in Washington, D.C., because the status quo is entrenched. And in fact, the average tenure in the um, House leadership is about 25 years. And that's why, one of the reasons why we advocate term limits. This is why challengers almost always lose, because the incumbents are right in these election rules. Now, in a very similar way, incumbents have rigged the rules uh, against independents and third-party candidates like yourself. I should say independent parties have done this to keep out parties like yours. Specifically, what kind of incumbent-created challenges do you face in running with the Green Party that, say, the incumbent parties don't face? Well, we're unique in the United States among the electoral democracies of the world where the two governing parties preside over their own election. In every other major democracy, you have an independent nonpartisan commission administering elections. And we've just been through this fighting for ballot access in this election. Every vote by or decision by a secretary of state, an attorney general, an election board, an election commission or a court has been partisan. It's partisan hacks on both sides. And they gain the system to keep insurgents like the Green Party out. So I think one reform we need is nonpartisan administration of elections, like every other democracy does. And uh, you mentioned that the incumbents don't want to change the rules because they got in there by the current rules. But we do have, in many states, initiative and referendum. And that's how we've got term limits in some cases. We're getting... Uh, instant runoff voting in Maine, and it's up on the ballot in Massachusetts and in 23 cities and counties. We can, you know, fight for reforms from the bottom up where we do have initiative and referendum. And that creates a movement that eventually will hopefully uh, compel Congress to act. Let me ask you a little bit of outside-the-box question. When you look across the states, now that you mentioned initiatives and the way the states behave, when you look across the states, which state do you think best represents the movement that you'd like to see at a national level? Is there any particular state you'd point to as saying, hey, this is a state that's on the right track? I really can't. Whether it's electoral reform or Medicare for all or climate action, the Green New Deal we've been talking about, we're just not seeing it from the two major parties. Hi, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. It's been a big election cycle for term limits. 
Over 400 congressional candidates have pledged to co-sponsor and vote for the U.S. Term Limits Amendment of three House terms and two Senate terms. And over 1,500 state legislature candidates have signed a pledge to pass resolutions for a Term Limits Amendment. We have over 1,900 pledges this cycle. Can you help us push that to over 2,000? Like and follow the U.S. Term Limits page on Facebook, and then send us a message if you're able to ask the candidates in your area to sign our pledge. We'll connect and help you ask them to sign the pledge. Help us get term limits by taking action and asking candidates to sign the pledge. One thing we've learned, when you're going up against the political elite, you have to think outside the box. You've got to be grassroots. You have to take advantage of every opportunity to get publicity for the issue of term limits because the establishment does not want to let it happen. There may be nobody who does that better than Nick McNulty. He's a term limits activist from Wyndham, New Hampshire. Nick is a one-man letter-writing machine. He makes his voice heard throughout his region and his country, writing letter to the editor after letter to the editor about term limits, really informing and educating people about the importance of this movement. From one Nick to another, thank you, and here's his latest. Democrat Pat Quinn, who served as the 41st governor of Illinois from 2009 to 2015, recently wrote an article for The Hill entitled, Passing Term Limits on Congress Will Lead to Campaign Finance Reform. In the article, Quinn cites some telling and troubling statistics, writing, According to the Center for Responsive Politics, political action committees spend around $500 million each cycle on congressional races, over 90% of those dollars flowing to incumbents instead of challengers. Remember, incumbents get re-elected 95% of the time and tend to vote in predictable and ideological patterns. The Center for Responsive Politics pegs the cost of dethroning a U.S. House incumbent at $2.5 million. The average candidate in an open seat raises around $600,000, Quinn writes. Term limits enjoy broad bipartisan support, with roughly 84% of Americans supporting them in every place in America with one exception, Washington, D.C. Quinn explains why this is, in both cases, in one sentence wrapping up his article. Quinn concludes, term limits are a remedy for incumbency and the money that comes along with it. Most Americans think that is a good thing. Only members of Congress and the lobbyists pulling the purse strings in Washington, D.C. disagree. Let's turn to Joe Jorgensen. Jorgensen and the Libertarians view the world from a much different angle than the Green Party. Joe is a senior lecturer in psychology at Clemson University in South Carolina, having earned her Ph.D. in industrial and organizational psychology at that school. Before that, she worked at IBM and later as a co-owner of the software firm Digitech Incorporated. She ran for vice president of the U.S. as running mate of Harry Brown, the libertarian candidate for president in 1996. Joe signed the U.S. tournament's presidential pledge, and her running mate, Spike Cohen, spoke about the subject on a campaign video recently that you can find on YouTube. My personal opinion on term limits, I'm not against them. I think the most important thing is educating the public as to the fact that when they keep voting for the same option over and over again, they're going to get diminishing returns on it. And we, we see that time and again, where uh, a politician who may have come in with the best of intentions over time, they become the part of the machine that they may have joined to stop in the first place. Uh, and so I think education would be good there. My understanding with actually implementing term limits as a rule is that it would require a constitutional amendment. 
Um, I would not be against such an amendment. I'm not sure how easy it would be to get an amendment like that through the Senate, considering that two-thirds would have to sign off on it, and they're the ones who directly benefit from there not being any term limits. But uh, I certainly wouldn't be against it. I certainly would be in favor of, of that happening. But again, with the idea that the most important thing is that we are educating the public as to the fact that it is a good idea to have that churn of new people in so that you are getting people in who haven't been you know, slowly corrupted over time by the political process. A public service announcement. U.S. Representative Ro Khanna has represented California's 17th Congressional District since 2017. He is the author of new legislation to limit terms at the U.S. Supreme Court. Representative Khanna's office uploaded this video clip about congressional term limits to YouTube last week. Dynamic, charismatic progressives get elected beating long-term incumbents, and then they get to Congress and they realize, okay, if I'm not here for 15, 20 years, uh, I'm probably not going to get legislation through. I'm not going to be able to actually do what I uh, campaigned on. So you have this disconnect between some of the new voices on either side who are coming in and the people who actually have the power in these institutions, who've been there and earned their dues and, you know, like any other organization, climbed up the ladder. The difference is, though, this isn't uh, any old corporation. I mean, this is the United States government. And uh, it's almost that there's an anti-democratic element uh, to the hierarchy of Congress. That's exactly right. We have a system that rewards tenure instead of merit. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of No Uncertain Terms. President Trump included past congressional term limits as one of his core priorities for a second term. Let's let him know that we support this idea and urge him to secure a vote on the U.S. Term Limits Amendment that is waiting for a hearing right now in the U.S. Senate. Go to termlimits.com Trump and ask the president to break the logjam and get a vote on SJR1. It'll take you two minutes. Even if you're skeptical about his commitment to this issue, let him know that. Dare him to prove you wrong by having a vote. That's turnlimits.com slash Trump. Thanks. We'll be back next week. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review. The No Uncertain Terms podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and now Google Play. Just hold it right there, Callahan. No tricks. Your organization's through, Briggs. There's a lot more where they came from, believe me. Uphold the law. You just killed three police officers, Harry. And the only reason I'm not going to kill you is because I'm going to prosecute you with your own system. It'll be my word against yours. And who's going to believe you? Man's got to know his limitations.